0: So yesterday we saw the release of the uh, of the September manufacturing PMI as well as vehicle sales data for last month. Briefly talk us through those data points, please. First up, Sekina, yeah, we had the, the manufacturing PMI release, which is monitored quite closely as a forward-looking indicator for what's happening in South Africa's productive sector. And unfortunately, it's uh, not a pretty picture at this point. Um, even though we did see the PMI rise very slightly off a 2009 low of 44 points that we saw in August. It came in at 44.9 in September, which is still very weak. It points to a, a manufacturing sector that's under a tremendous amount of pressure. Um, output is contracting. The index has been below the neutral 50 mark for the past four months and Overall, it's just not telling us a very good story in terms of, of the productive sector. And there are various factors that have kept um, the performance of manufacturing production under strain, and this includes sluggish internal demand, a weak capital investment into the sector, and then the absence of structural reforms that, that are needed to, to um, revitalise the sector. And given, given these factors, it's likely that um, the sector will remain on the back foot uh, in the foreseeable future. Um, and it's also quite concerning if, if we look at, at the local PMI uh, relative to what global PMIs have been doing, and there's quite a stark contrast there. Um, as we've seen, the global PMIs uh, have been showing quite strong growth, and it means that South Africa is falling behind, and that's, that's of grave concern. Uh, moving on to the vehicle sales data, it's a Bit more of uh, an upbeat story there. Um, The data came in better than expected. Um, Sales grew at 7% year on year in September compared with 6.5% year on year in August. And this number was also better than expected. So it does seem as though the vehicle sector has indeed started to recover off a particularly weak run that we've seen through the course of the past roughly three, three and a half years. And this is a sign that health of credit health is improving. Um, it's also a positive sign for for the outlook on South Africa's retail sector, um, given that both both the vehicle industry as well as overall retail sales are very sensitive to um, what you know consumer health is looking like. And uh, yeah, with the retail sector likely to to undergo a possible period of stabilization as well. And the factors that, that are potentially supporting both these sectors, um, you know, include uh, softer inflationary pressures both in the vehicle sector and in terms of overall inflation, and as mentioned earlier, an improvement in household credit health. Now that said, um, we don't see an imminent consumption boom in, um, in in the domestic economy because there are still factors like uh, alarmingly high levels of unemployment, uh, relatively weak consumer confidence. And credit growth that's quite low. These are all factors that, that are likely to keep alert on the extent to which both vehicle sales and retail sales can, can um, uh, gain traction in the months ahead. And this means that there aren't any signs of an imminent increase in demand side inflation pressures which in conjunction with the poor performance of the rest of the economy, um, as well as benign inflationary pressures in the overall economy, suggests that the Saab uh, might still have room to lower interest rates in the months to come. Yana, the Department of Energy uh, announced the fuel price will increase by 29 cents uh, per litre tomorrow. Talk to us about that. Okay, Sikina, So, so there is now a bit of bad news again for the consumer. It's mm. quite a hefty fuel price hike, and we also had quite a steep hike um, last month as well. And you know, if we if we just pull back the lens a bit um, and look at what fuel prices have done since since the end of last year, we've seen a, a cumulative one rand sixteen cents a litre price increase since December, and this is something that that's no doubt um exerting some pressure on consumer budgets. Um, And maybe just to to quickly look at at what's been driving what's been driving um, petrol costs higher. Um, It's mainly uh, more robust international oil prices. We've seen Brent crude rally significantly through the course of the third quarter um, on the back of of mainly indications from OPEC that they will continue to keep um, overall output, uh, you know, alert on overall output, and the market um, uh, got a sense that that the Supply and demand imbalance that we've seen through recent years might be might finally start to um, be resolved. Uh, but that said, uh, we've now seen we've now seen um, Brent crude pull back quite significantly in recent sessions, and this follows signs uh, that U.S. oil production has started to ramp up again um, as shale producers try to to uh, take advantage of the higher oil prices that we've seen. So. While we are seeing quite a significant um, hike again in October, it does seem as though um, November we might see some, you know, some reprieve for consumers if we see this this latest pullback in international oil prices um, persist in the weeks ahead. So. While we've got some bad news on the fuel price front, let's hope that that uh, oil prices do indeed continue to, to soften um, somewhat in the weeks ahead and offer some reprieve to consumers um, next month. And just the final one, Yana, the uh, South African RAND uh, coming under further pressure uh, versus the U.S. dollar yesterday. What's driving the current RAND weakness? So- you know, um, the rand, yeah, it's not been performing well through the course of the past couple of weeks. And as we entered the new week, the rand uh, came under renewed pressure, especially against the, the dollar. And the czar ended at levels around 13 rand 60 against the dollar, which is its worst closing levels um, against the dollar in almost five months. And what we saw at the start of the week, um, we did see political, so-called political noises quietened down somewhat. Um you know if we look at the data slightly better vehicle sales, even though the manufacturing data wasn't so um, too encouraging and it does seem as though it's global factors that are driving the currency at present. Um, you know the main theme um, we've seen in recent um, recent sessions uh, we've had comments out of the u s Federal reserve um, that have been more hawkish than what they they were environments, and this is, is bolstering bets for the U.S. Um, Fed to hike interest rates uh, quite soon. Uh, this has, in turn, triggered a rotation out of perceived riskier emerging market currencies like the RAND, and it's driving people into the dollar. The dollar has rallied quite significantly, and this is something that's been dragging down the RAND Another factor that's been compounding pressure on the currency is the fact that commodity prices have been slightly more soggy, um, and of course, South Africa remains a key commodity exporter, and at times of soft global commodity prices, the currency tends to um, underperform. So, short-term risks uh, for the czar are still in place for the time being, as the dollar remains quite strong. But that said, um, if we look at the underlying fundamentals for the currency, like If I specific fundamentals, we look at an economy which is more balanced. If we look at the trade account, um, we've also got a relatively tight monetary environment. um, And these are key factors that we think uh, could see the ZAR post uh, slightly more resilient performance than most are expecting through the course of the next six to nine months. Well, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you so much, Yana van Dierfinter, who's Head of um, uh, Financial Markets at ETM Analytics.